0: Hi, my name is Sven Grunefeld, and you're listening to Brothers on Tennis.
1: Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Isaac. And this is your boy Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And man, we have had some tennis for you. What was it, like (laughs) five (laughs) events this past week, Bryce? (laughs) Holy moly.
2: It was good.
1: It was good, man. Have you been? Uh, You've been watching it, bro. I know you
2: have, but you know. Oh, of course, of course. You know, I. You know, I. The, I think the last match I saw today was, uh, Shushkovich, uh give that three set tiebreaker beat down to, uh, <laughs> Raleo, Raleo Pelka. I'm i Opelka. Let me just say this. <laughs> I, I don't mean to just. I don't mean to start off just jumping on somebody, <laughs> but first of all. If you are Riley Opelka and you got that serve, yes, all right, yep. there is no reason why you should have a below five hundred percent—I mean, below fifty percent—winning percentage and tiebreakers. Right. And and number two, the other thing I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna get off of it before somebody think I, I I I don't like this guy or I got something <laughs> against him. I don't want to hear anybody say, oh. But Raleigh Opelka is a good mover. He is not a good mover, all right? <laughs> you take into consideration that he's 6'11 and he gets around pretty good for somebody who's 6'11, but he is not a good mover. He lumbers around the court. I was watching him a day. I know Fushkovich was like, "What is this, <laughs> <dude>? <laughs> you know? Him doing this kind of hopping lip to the ball, you know, I yeah, I'm I, clearly I'm not a I'm not a See,
1: you you just evil. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and and and, Fu, and, and Fushcavitz, like Paul is saying, he is so fit. I mean, he can. Oh yeah, he'll he's... be out there all day long. And so anyway, I'm I'm going off on a tangent See, already. you didn't
1: already jumped in. Look at you,
2: <laughs> just it's on fire. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: well, before so, we get go ahead. into to it yeah before we get into what we typically do which is our tennis stuff let's always make sure we throw our shout out to our folks here that in locker room we are using the locker room app again if you are listening to this as a podcast this is the place to be as it relates to a live audio social networking area so if you want to come and just talk the talk with other sports fans Get onto the Locker Room app, folks. I'm trying to tell you. It's definitely where it's at. We here at Brothers on Tennis are on the Locker Room app. We're here every week. We talk about tennis. We've got folks out in the gallery that are about to come up, and we will talk tennis with them. So, again, if you are an interactive sports fan, you need to get Locker Room and come join us. So, with that said, I always want to give that shout-out and give our love for Locker Room app. Yes, Yes, yep. Go ahead, brother.
2: Well, let's, let's start talking about the tournaments from last week. And yes. so we had basically, you know, one five hundred level event for the women and we had three two hundred and fifty level events for the men. A lot I know a lot of the times we don't talk about the two fifty level events, but it's quarantine and coronavirus <laughs> time, so you know, we're talking about challenges at this point. So <laughs> we're going to go ahead and show a little love to the 250s and speak what's up. But let's absolutely yes, start with that women's tournament that was in Adelaide uh, yeah. last week. So for those of you that may not have been paying attention, what Australia did, and I thought this was, it was a, remar- a remarkable thing. Adelaide normally has a tournament that is before the Australian Open, and they obviously did not have that this year because of everybody flying down and needing to quarantine and all of that good stuff. So what they did is they moved the tournament to after the Australian Open, which was super smart because at that point, everybody's already down in Australia, Right. You know, they don't have to quarantine anymore. And uh, and they can have the tournament. So it was it was a great tournament. Um, they had uh, your top seeds were Ash Barty, Belinda Bencic, Johanna Conta, Elise Mertens, Iga Swiatek, Petra Martic. <laughs> I always forget <laughs> about her. Uh, Putin, Seva, and Wang Chung. Yes. And so this is a really good feel for, for 500 level and 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 Isaac, you know, we, we had some good things happen. Like and, and the thing that I want to call out is obviously we continue to focus on the development of Coco Golf. Yes. And Coco Golf had to qualify. She was the top seed in qualifying, but she still had mm-hmm. to qualify to get mm-hmm. in the tournament. But she got in the tournament and she made it all the way to the semifinals.
1: That she did, brother. That she did once again, man. I mean, Coco Goff is just—you know—she is just, you know, she is just a, a a a a fierce competitor. Just a—you know—she just got a lot of game for a 16-year-old. It's it's really amazing um, just to again to see her progression. And and I know everybody gets all excited and oh, you know. Um, uh, but I just really feel like for me, her game is really shaping up very, very nicely and, and she's getting great results. It, it seems like she's always upsetting someone. And in this particular match, she upset Petra Martic.
2: <laughs> she did. And I mean and, yeah. I, I mean, and, and, you know, just to quickly take a look at her route, she faced that Paolini from yep. Italy in the first round and, you know, beat her in three sets. Um, I think we kind of predicted that she was gonna beat Martik because like that's what you do. You beat <laughs> you beat Martic. You beat Martic, exactly Yeah, that's the thing. So but Martin was <laughs> the number six seed and she beat her in three sets. But the real surprise for me was that she took out Shelby Rogers because yeah. Shelby Rogers has kind of been on a little bit of a hot streak lately
1: hmm Yeah,
2: yeah. And and she gave Coco that whole biscuit in that
1: first set. She was like, no, nah, girl, go, to the, <laughs> go, in go to the bakery.
2: Stay in school. Go to the bakery. Stay in school. Coco but... was like, heffa, wait a minute now.
1: <laughs> you better wait. I got right.
2: something for you. Yeah, so golf came back, won that match, and quite honestly, had an opportunity to to win the match in the semis against Benchich.
1: Mm-hmm. She had chances. Yeah, I mean that was a tough match. I mean, first of all, Belinda Benchich is, is a tough, tough competitor. She has a win against Serena. In fact, it was a pretty dominant win. If I think about it, some years back, um, she she you know she climbed up on Serena and was like, "You ain't ready today." Um, so the fact that you know when you can climb up on the queen that that speaks volumes about your game. And I've always been a, a fan of Belinda uh, Belinda Benchett. Um not just because she's you know from Swiss and Roger and all that good stuff, but I just really like her. I think she's got a really creative game. Not a, not all the power in the world, but still she knows how to really manipulate shots. Of course, she went to that Melody Monitor, Molitor school of, of tennis, which was Martina Hingis's mom. Um, so there's just a lot there, and I, I've really just been a fan of hers. And unfortunately for Coco, you know she just she just
2: had uh, a little bit too much game on the day. Right. Well, I tell you what, if if Coco needed any kind of payback in the finals, Belinda Bencic met Iga Swiatek, <laughs> and I'm telling you what. It's something about Ega when she wins a tournament. I mean, she starts beating down folks from the first round. Listen. And um, I mean, she had I mean, she took out Danielle Collins, made made Danielle Collins tap out first round. <laughs> and then she took out Joe Titanman three and two. And mm-hmm. then she gave Belinda Benchich two whole biscuits in the finals. She did. And, and if you watch that match, you just kind of felt like Belinda Benchich was saying Girl, get up off me! I mean, <laughs> she was just she was just like all over her.
1: Yes, all she was. over her.
2: And um, and now Ciantek is two and on in tour finals, so she's really starting to show. Like, look, y'all, any of y'all that thought that French Open win was a fluke?
1: Hmm. Think again.
2: Right. I just bagged a five hundred level tournament, and um, I ain't done yet.
1: Exactly, exactly. And and Bryce what always tends to escape me with Sfiatech is she's nineteen. She's she still a 19. teenager. She's still a teenager. She's it's 19. nineteen. She's crazy. Nineteen years old.
2: It's crazy, and, man. And and I tell you what I like is apparently there is a budding Korea, f- friendship between her and Osaka. Mm, Nice. Nice. Uh, So, you know, kind of like how we've enjoyed, although Roger and Rafa have been rivals, they they clearly are very good friends. And you like to see that, right? I mean, we 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 like to have the villain in there, too. But we also like (laughs) to see the 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 good relationships. And and look, um, Osaka and Sviatek are two of the main names that we expect to see in the future on the women's tour.
1: Absolutely,
2: I, I I am looking forward to seeing them battling
1: uh, because have they even played yet? Do they have a head to head yet? Do you know? I don't I don't know
2: that they do. Um, if anybody out there knows, uh, shoot us a, a a message in the comments. But I don't know that they have. Yeah,
1: I don't think they have either. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, man, that's, they are. Yeah, she's definitely you know, scratching her way to the top of the game in in a bold way. So kudos to her. And she and, and give a little, you know, you're going to need to give just a slight nod to Coco simply because Coco wore Benchich out. I mean, she yeah. she had all she could handle in that semifinal against Coco because Coco was like, listen, I'm not going away. And how she got through that second set and ended up snatching that was like, wow. Good, good on you, Coco. Good on you.
2: And this is the last point that I want to make about Coco. I mean, we always talk about, you know, she's got this incredible build, for someone her age, because you have to have the size, you're the right. size to be able to play this game at this mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Um, she obviously has the right people behind her, she's got the Marada Glue cam, she's got Rogers, um, you know, uh, management people behind her. Uh, she looks like she has two very devoted and very even headed parents, yep. Uh, going forward, she clearly has the tennis talent. Uh, to play the game, but what I have been most impressed with her as of late is her ability to compete and to fight and to not give up right and and she there actually she probably should have lost almost all of these matches it, the it, way they quietly they the way that they all started, mm-hmm. but She is really building a reputation that you can't turn your back on Coco because she (laughs) is not the same way that you can't turn your back on Camilla Dorsey, but but she can't turn your back on Coco Kauf because she's not done until the last ball has been hit. That's right, that is right. Okay, oh, and, and see, and Courtney is out here talking about. I am not as impressed with Coco Golf. Um, <laughs> Courtney, why are you up in here starting some stuff? Right. Well, well, well let's just we'll, we'll just put this out here. <laughs> the situation we don't have to deal with with Coco Golf anymore is qualifying because Coco Golf is now ranked number thirty-eight in the world as a right. sixteen-year-old. Right. Her qualifying days are over yeah. so um yeah you know, now it's
1: time to secure that seating in them grand slams
2: right right so uh yes at 38 she's very very close to to getting there so mm-hmm. very very proud of her and courtney we gonna we gonna work and pray for you <laughs> um, so <laughs> let's talk about the three tournaments last week for the men so I want to start with the Cordoba Open uh, in Argentina because I think a lot of people probably thought it's in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Top top seed is Diego Schwartzman. We, we all like Schwartzman. He's yep. gonna ro- he's gonna roll through this because the number two seed is Benoit Perrin. and he ain't gonna be able to keep focus for long enough. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, can't play you know, five or six matches in a row to win. Don't, you know, don't,
1: don't sleep on catch.
2: Minds no, I, I like him, but he ain't ready to win no titles yet. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> not, not over uh, Diego Schwartzman in Argentina. Right. Right. But what we did have happen is we had an Argentine win. That wasn't Diego. Mm-hmm. That was a teenager. That was a qualifier that this was the very first tournament he ever made it into the main draw. Oh, wow. And in the finals against Ramos Vanolas, he fed him. (laughs) He gave him a bagel and a whole biscuit. I mean, he ate a whole biscuit, too, in that second set. But (laughs) this is a a teenager that had never even been in the main draw of any tournament ever. Wow. Wow. And, And he hosted a trophy now.
1: That is impressive. That is extremely impressive, right? Hey man, hey. I mean, and 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 it just seems like there's always that one coming from all of the different countries. Argentina, you got the Italy folks popping up, and uh, I forget Mutef is his name, and uh, I forget the the young Spaniard's name that uh, is get, gaining some momentum. So yeah, yeah, they've got some 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 surprises coming from the different countries. So that one definitely was a surprise. But um, hey. That's how you do it. Get out there and make your name, you know, just get, just explode.
2: Right. And just to be clear, Ketchmanovich is on my JV squad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so somebody asked me last week. Um,
1: oh, what thanks, did, Paul. Yeah, yeah Alcarez. Uh,
2: what being on my JV squad meant. And so <laughs> just so that everybody is aware, when I say a player is on my JV squad, that means I root for them. But I really don't get my hopes up that they're gonna win. Yeah, they ain't ready yet. They still, yeah, they, you know. they
1: just yeah, they just ain't ready yet. They right. you know you like them and they cool, but they ain't ready to be on the uh-uh. on the varsity squad getting you no. victories week in and week out. They you know they getting there potentially, right?
2: Yeah, and it's, and it's very fluid in terms of your your position whether mm-hmm. you are on my varsity squad, my junior varsity squad, or not at all. Correct. So. Uh, <laughs> Just so that you guys know, <laughs> so yes. let's keep so let's keep it moving. So the second tournament we had for the men, another two hundred and fifty, was in Singapore, mm-hmm. where we had the top seed was uh, Adrian Manorino, and the number two seed was Milman, and we also had people in there like Chilich and Bublik and uh, Nishi- Nishioka and, mm-hmm. and good stuff. But the winner of this tournament. It was a battle of two young guns. Isaac was popperin, took out Bublik.
1: What did you think about that? That surprised me, to be very honest uh, with you, because I actually was calling Bublik to win that one. Because Bublik is just, he's got a really, really big and strange game. He's very unpredictable, which is kind of fun at times. Um, So I kind of like him. You know, he's tatted up, young guy, the whole thing. Um, and to be honest with you, I've of course heard of Popper and, and, and but just not enough to, to, to be like, okay, yeah, he's, he's on my squad or he even on the JV squad. So I just right. didn't know enough about him that I just thought that, that uh, Bublik was going to be able to get up in there and, and get his first title. But uh, Popperin was like, nah,
2: no, son, not today. <laughs> and, and you know, and let me give a, a, a different perspective on this. So Bublik, to me, reminds me a little bit of Curios. I get concerned with him sometimes about shot selection. The because, antics, yeah, yeah, because he can do all that. So I, I sometimes wonder in like the biggest matches how he's going to come through. Mm-hmm. Now, Poprin, on the other, on the other hand, he, for all you listeners out there, he's a young guy from Australia. So yep. you know he, you know, you typically hear about Curios and Demon Yara and all that, but Poprin has gone the route of the Murata glue camp. Mm-hmm. So, you're talking about the camp with Serena, with uh, CeCe Pie, with Coco Golf. Golf. Mm-hmm. And he got a title now. Yeah. So, all I'm going to say is it's real good to be in the Patrick Marotta glue camp right now. We got Coco Golf showing out, getting into the top 38, <laughs> mm-hmm. we got Paprin winning a title. We, we've we got CC pos putting them things on the doll in the Australian <laughs> Open. You know, we got Serena still chasing 24. I'm telling yeah, it's, you, you, it's a good thing to be in the Marauder group, group camp.
1: Yeah. Who needs to get some of that energy, though, is Chris Eubanks. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris, if you're listening, I, we don't do nothing but tell the truth around here. Yeah, We're well, we, we trying to give you some love, but you got to step your game up, son. Come on now. Anyway, right, uh, right. Let's uh, back at it. Sorry, Bryce. I had to throw that one there.
2: No, 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 no. Hey, You know, we speak truth here. <laughs> and, 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 and I like how Paul has called out. I don't know how many of you know, but uh, Marada Glue has opened up a new tennis center in Dubai. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, and so that has kind of become like the training ground for players in that area. And so you've been seeing different players there and there's been a lot of footage this past week, uh, Shapovalov nice. there training. So that's why I made the comment. I made an episode or two ago when we were talking about the future. I don't see Patrick Mouratoglou coaching anybody after Serena. How do you go coach somebody after you've been with Serena? Right. He's about to go global with <laughs> his whole brand. His brand, exactly. Yeah. And yep. and I am not mad at him for that.
0: No. So not at all.
2: Isaac, let's bounce to the last in the final tournament for the men last week. And yeah. that was one in Montpellier, France. And um basically we could talk about things like hmm, center lost in the first round to right. bednay we could talk about uh herkic you know uh didn't come through we can talk about how Larovich officially went from my 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 varsity team to my jv squad yeah uh, about time uh, bro. it's yeah, yeah 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 he yeah he he, he on the jv squad <laughs> right now uh but at the end of the day in the finals we had the number 1 seed versus the number 2 seed rba uh, versus David Goffin and, and Isaac, what did you think about that?
1: Man, it was a great final. It was, really was. And 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 you know, kudos to Goffin because I have you know because he's kind of been trailing off slightly, I would say, over the last you know couple of years. And and, and for me, I honestly had RBA taking that title. Um, mm-hmm. So so the fact that Goffin got up in there and was like, "Yo, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> t- today is today is my day, son." It, it, that was that was really really that's good stuff that's very positive for him going into 2021 so i, I yeah i i thought that was good for him what were your thoughts on the match bro?
2: i agree with you i i was giving the edge to rba but it's interesting because to me they are like almost copycats of each other Mm-hmm, Their mm-hmm. games are so similar that I really wasn't very confident which way it was going to go. I just kind of thought RBA has had better form as of late, so maybe right. he was going to win. Right, but um, you know, uh, th- I think it was a great it was a great um, result for both of them. And speaking of another player that's kind of like them a little bit, mm-hmm. did you hear the news about uh, Gil, uh Simone?
1: Yeah, what's that about? He was just like, "Yo, I need a break." He was like, yeah. "I need a mental break." I
2: was like, "Well, there you go." Yeah. So, listeners, what Gil Simone announced was that he was like, the whole way that the tour is right now with the quarantining and everything that they've got to go through, you know, he was just like, "Miss me with all that because yeah. I'm, it, it's just too much." And yeah. so, I'm gonna <laughs> go over here. I'm gonna chill for a minute. I'm going to let you guys figure out how things are going to be going forward. I'm too old for this. And uh, I'll catch y'all on the flip side.
1: Right? Yeah, I like how Paul put it. It was very French of him. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because
1: in truth, the sim- similar to how we were talking about Goffon. I mean, I'm sorry, but Jill Simone has been trailing off over the years as well. He's what, about 30? I think he's 36 now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's not like you're talking about somebody that's in their prime as far as tennis goes, but nevertheless, I mean, it it, it is a bold statement for you to come out and just be like, "I'm going to take a mental break," and it, you know, and 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 it's something that I think the tourers are going to have to think about because I I, I do believe that. There will be a lot of people that, you know, under these conditions as they stand, they just find that it's a little bit, you know, too much for them. So, right. I don't know what that means though from rankings and what have you, because the whole 24, you know, 24 month ranking system is already a little bit kludge, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, for me personally, I do not want that to be extended into 2022, personally, because it's well, just, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, I was just going to say, honestly, if, if we really keeping it funky, I would mm. just say, you know, this was a great excuse for for Jill Simone to use for him to bow out for a minute because quietly his game hasn't been popping for a minute. Right, right, exactly. You know, so exactly. So go ahead and put it on the Rona. I mean, everybody, <laughs> every, every, everybody's doing it. You know? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. You know, if you can't you know. find no excuse, there's always the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> always ain't going Uh, all right (laughs) so those were some really good results and some great tennis last week so um you know let you want to jump into what we've got going on this week
1: yeah brother let's go ahead and jump into it
2: okay so let's let's um let's go with the oh we started with the women last time so we'll start with the men this time yeah. so we have two tournaments we have a 250 and we have a 500 level mm-hmm. um, the 250 is in once again Argentina right. where once again we have Diego Schwartzman <laughs> as the um, the number one seed uh, a lot of the same players you know uh, ben- Benoit per Kachmanovic but you have uh, Christian Grin Mm-hmm. as uh the number two seed right. um and some other interesting people like I'm on my JV squad uh that Dominique Kupfer yep. uh is there I really like him uh we actually have Francis Tiafo. yeah
1: I was gonna say Tiafo's up in there trying, in trying, trying to get it yeah
2: I-, I like that he's playing on the clay early
1: me too me too I like
2: that I like that um so so if we look at our top seeds, we have number one, Diego Schwartzman, two, Christian Guerin, three, Benoit Pear, four, Ketchmanovic, five, uh, Ramos Vinolas, six, Andrew Har, seven, Dejeri, and eight, Francis Tiafo. And mm-hmm. here's the funny thing. We got a message. I forgot who sent it to us this week. And they were, they were like, at a 250, Francis is really only the eighth seed? Oh. And I was like. You know, that's, yeah. that's the, that's the he, sad reality of he got uh, work where to do. we're at. Yeah. He got, he got work to do. Yeah. So good to see that he's trying to do it. Exactly. So how, how do you think Diego's going to get it done this week?
1: Uh, it would be hard for me to bet against him, to be honest with you. Um, it, you know, I know that he, he, he didn't get it done last week, but at the same time, I think he's still just, <laughs> he's still trying to recover from that, uh, from that, uh, uh, what was that? Uh, what's our boy that he lost to at the uh, at the Australian? Uh, I keep wondering. I, I uh, not Sevastova, that's a female. Uh, the Russian uh, player, what's his name? See, anyway, he's still oh, recovering. Oh, oh, oh uh, Karasev. Karasev. There you go. Yeah, so he's, he's still kind of recovering because he got shell shocked on that one and just didn't, you know, cause so he's got discombobulated. He's still trying to get himself right. But I do believe this one he will. He will, he will, he will get, uh, he will get the victory. Even though it'd be nice to see uh, how Tiafo
2: does on the clay
1: and if he can get two swordsmen, uh, uh to potentially play him, that could be interesting.
2: And Ramos Vinolas, who beat him last week, is on the bottom half of the draw, so mm-hmm. he, he gets to uh, <laughs> he gets to avoid <laughs> him for a minute. But you know, Paul made a very good point, yeah, uh, in, in the comments that he thinks. Nicholas Monroe is having a huge impact on Francis Tiafo from just being his doubles partner and being a role model and being a veteran mm-hmm. around him. And probably had, a, I think they're playing doubles uh, in this tournament down there in Argentina. So he may have actually had a role in Tiafo playing this tournament. Mm,
1: I, I, let's hope so. I mean, I think that Nick Monroe is definitely a, you know, a classy uh you know competitive guy so anything that can rub off on tiafo hey let's 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 get it Uh Um, and 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 in truth bryce and i don't know about you but i guess because tiafo kind of has that funky whip of a forehand i feel like clay should be a good surface for him right because it gives him time to be able to set up his shot be athletic and really you know and really put a lot of spin on the ball and you know, I, I I would think that that should
2: be a, a winning combination, but I, I don't know. We'll have see, to see. But see, the problem with Tiafo has been shot selection. Correct. And, and as you know, when you're on clay, you got to be ready to dig and grind on those 10 and 12 shot rallies. Right. And and I don't know if 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 tiafo has got a little baby Bryce in him and, at the, <laughs> you know, if at the third or the fourth shot he always trying to pull the trigger – if he's doing that on clay, that's not going to pay out well for him.
1: Right. And let's hope that's where the Wayne Ferreira influence sets in is Mm -hmm. that, that patience and that resilience to, to have the right mindset to be out there and be willing to stay out there. You know what I mean? To to put in the hard yards. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It should, it, it, it'll be interesting to continue to see his growth.
2: Right. So enough about that two let's talk about where the big boys are at. Yes. So, The real players (laughs) are in Rotterdam this week, right? And and the thing is, as stacked as this tournament is uh, for five hundred level, it actually had Rafa in it initially as well, but Rafa withdrew, uh, still citing you know some issues with the back. So we hope you know he's getting that all right because we need Rafa to be good for the French. That's right. Um, But. In this tournament, let me just tell you who the top eight seeds are in this tournament. Number one is Medvedev, who, by the way, if he makes it to the finals, becomes the number two player in the world, and this would be the first time since 2005 that someone outside of the big four, the big four includes Andy Murray, where somebody outside of the big four is in the top two spots, in one of the top two spots. So... That's something to watch. But anyway, Medvedev is the top seed, followed by Paz, Zarev, Rublev, RBA, Goffin, FAA, even though he's not really yeah. there anymore, Bye. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and Varvinka. Right. So, wonderful, wonderful tournament. Um, and so, just like we said, Isaac, FAA um, went out today right. to... Daniel Kay Nishikori, mm-hmm. happy for Nishikori, a uh, little sad for FAA. They had a, uh, it was a tiebreaker in the first set. FAA looked like he had a hip injury. Mm. Uh, and, you know, what you don't want to have happen is to have a problem with your hip, knee, leg, or foot. <laughs> and for <laughs> Kay Nishikori to find out about it. <laughs> because Kay Nishikori ain't Taylor Fritz. No. He ain't Milos Raonic. Nope. He gonna test and he's gonna see: Are you Wakanda forever? Do you do you have vibranium in that hip? If you don't have vibranium in that hip, it's good night for you. And he night. gave him that breadstick and told him to go heal up that hip.
1: Yeah, yeah, you you definitely don't want to uh, don't want to let Nishikori uh, get up on you. But, but he did, he did, and uh, yeah. So we'll see what Felix uh, has to bring. Next go-around. Hopefully, he gets healed up.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and then, like we were talking earlier, you know, we saw Fuchovic, um, sh- who should not beat somebody like Opelka in three tiebreakers. Right. But, but he did.
1: But he did. But he did. So but I may- tell you what,
2: though. Fuchovic, like I said, the fact that he got
1: up on Vavrinka at the A.O., He's riding around (laughs) with a little bit of confidence. So he was like, Rodney O'Punk, you're a tall heifer. Ain't nobody scared of you. (laughs) Ain't nobody scared of you. (laughs) Ain't nobody scared of you. I took out the Grand Slam champion, Australian Open. You ain't done nothing. Ain't nobody scared of you.
2: American (laughs) American men just keep winning. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep (laughs) winning. But anyway. Yeah, go ahead, bro. But we got all these great players in here. Isaac, I mean, how do you think this tournament is going to shake out?
1: Man, I, I, I can't even call it, to be very honest with you. I mean, you would think that Medvedev would be able to run through the field just because he's, you know, the player of form um, at this point in time. But uh, they, like I say, you you guys, I mean, pretty much all except for the big two, you know, not including Roger, of course, are, are in there. So... You know, you could find somebody that finds a little, a little firework and 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 get through there. But my money right now is definitely on Medvedev, even yes. though, like I said, C.C. Paz, you just never know because again, he's he he's still riding kind of high off of that victory against uh, Nadal, and I still right. feel like that really impacted him with his match against Medvedev. So uh-huh. quietly, I would love to see a rematch of that particular matchup in this final.
2: I, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, uh, and I tell you what, another good win today was Andy Murray after That's taking right. a, a Hobiscuit from uh, Robin Haase in the first set. He came <laughs> back and won his match, and so uh, now you know he won't be staying long because he will be <laughs> he no. will be facing Rublev in the next round because Rublev is going to take out one of my JV players, uh, uh, Marcus Giron. Yeah, uh, but. I'm going to tell you one thing. I, Even though Andy Murray pulled out that match today, you know when you kind of look at a player and you're like, you know what? You're kind of looking like a shell of your, your
1: former so, self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And,
2: and, and I hope – and look, he has earned the right to play for as long as he wants to play. Mm-hmm. And he can probably – I don't know. He could probably muster up to be a, a, a good top 50 player again. But – I don't think we see Andy Murray at the tops of the game Um, again. I just, he, I mean, he, he just looked old and (laughs) a little ragged and, and he was playing Robin Hasse. Right. Right. You know, I mean, what do you think that's going to look like against Rublev in the next round?
1: Well, we'll see. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I am not calling the plug on Andy just yet. And the reason I say that is because I still go back to when he put them things on Sasha at last year's, uh, U S open. Um, or was it a West? Maybe it was a Western and Southern. I'm sorry. It was, I think it might've been Western. And Southern. Anyway, he played Sasha and he really played a great, great match. Um, and and I think then Felix ended up uh, beating the smack out of him after that.
2: But, but was, you know, I was I mean, going to say that was Sasha. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> there you go. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> but I, I still I do feel like like I said I put Andy in that same category of Venus in that I think they can still kind of show out if mm-hmm. they have a good little you know good little you know portion of health if you will. Um, So I'm not I'm not going to give up on him yet. Um, But but we'll see what he has to bring for the rest of this year. It'll be interesting.
2: Right. JV squad. So <laughs> I I say so I think we both are having our fingers crossed for a Medvedev CC pass final in this one.
1: Hope so. I, I yeah. hope so. But there's sure going to be some good matches in between. Because folks, they really some, are. They got some folk up in this tournament. I mean, some really, really good potential matchups. I mean, in every round. So I, I just find this to be a very, very uh, intriguing tournament uh, to see how folks are going to show up.
2: I'm going to be watching that Hatching Up for a Vinka match tomorrow. I know that much. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That'll be a good one. Yes.
2: So that's the... Those are the tournaments we have for the men this week. Mm -hmm. For the women, we have a 250 and a 500 as well. So, uh, the 250, there just really isn't a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. This one, this one is in Lyon. Uh, Franz Alexandrova, who's the first who is the top seed and already lost, um, <laughs> you know, and then you yep. have Ferrero and uh, you got girl, Camilla Gar- Georgie, you got the girl Garcia, Garcia and, up in there as well. You know? Right. Yeah. But Georgie, you know, she won already, you know, um mm-hmm. Beach, I mean, you know, you're B squad type players there. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, I don't know that I'm even trying to make any kind of prediction on there, but you know, Good good luck to all. And we see uh uh Howard, if you're still out there, Jeannie Bouchard
1: Yes, is, that's right.
2: Is back this week, so you know, get hyped for that, Howard. Um <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and Mitchell. Uh
1: so <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
2: So anyway, just to let you know that's what's happening in Lyon. Yes. Now where the big women are at, uh that didn't sound good, but um <laughs> we have <laughs> We're yes. in Doha, and this is the tournament that we've got Svetlana as the top seed, uh, mm-hmm. the good Puskova, of <laughs> Kvitova, Kiki Burdens makes her return, mm-hmm. um, as short as that is. Ever so and, short, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Belinda Benchich. Jen Brady, who... Okay, we're going to talk about mm-hmm. that, too. Yeah. And 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 Azarenka. So this is a really solid tournament here. Right, um, right. So let's talk about those results we were just mentioning. So we'll start with, with America's girl, uh, <laughs> Jen Brady. And, and if she's nothing else, she's consistent. And what she consistently does is she does really well in a tournament, and then she totally tanks yeah. it out the next time. So last time we saw her... She was in the finals of the Australian Open. And today, we saw her take... <laughs> take a bread stick and a whole biscuit from contraband.
1: She went to the store, y'all. She was like, Ooh, I got to go to the
2: bread store. <laughs> yes.
1: Cause I got what ingredients <laughs> we need to get some bread made. Oh my I, goodness. That's, I mean, that's disappointing though, Bryce to see, uh, like I said, a bread stick and a whole biscuit. After coming off of a final, oh, that's that's but that is Jen, I think, you're that's right Jen? in that, mm-hmm. in that, that has that's
2: sort of been her pattern. Um, so she's gonna have to work on that for sure, right? Yeah. And, and and since we're talking about feeding, somebody who had stopped by the bakery on their way to the courts was <laughs> was <laughs> Osta Pinko because she said, Kiki Burton's, where you been? I've been, been missing you, I've been missing you. And you look real hungry, so I brought you this bagel and this whole biscuit to welcome you back to the tour.
1: Exactly. Now go and take them crumbs and walk off the court because, boy, she spanked up and sent her on her way quick, dude. That That's that's just bad. That's
2: so just bad. so Dwayne is asking in the comments what a <laughs> whole biscuit is. Oh, Dwayne. Yes, so a whole biscuit is, we'll give you both definitions. So mm-hmm. it is a it is a bread um, product as well. Yes. Uh, when you're making biscuits and you have that excess dough and mm-hmm. you make that either extra biscuit or that super biscuit at the end, mm-hmm. that's the whole biscuit.
1: That's the whole biscuit.
2: That's what we call a six, two set. That's so right. six love is a bagel. Six, one is a breadstick. 6-2 is a whole biscuit. If you get at least three games, that's respectable enough for us not to talk about you. But if exactly. you don't at least get three games in the set, we got to talk about you and talk about how you got fed. So that that is a whole biscuit. And, and and Kiki Burns could tell you what that tastes like today. She can.
1: She can. And by the way, Dwayne, if you ever want to just, you know, if, if you ever kind of forget about that, just go to our website, Brothers on Tennis, and uh, you know we I, I believe it was 102. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. it was one of our first, earlier recordings, Brothers on Tennis 102, where we talked about the whole biscuits. So uh, if you ever forget or if anybody ever asked you, make sure you send them to our website. <laughs> <laughs> Because we talked about a lot on that episode. Anyway, we, we sure did.
2: <laughs> so with all these players and and Doha, who do you, I mean? Who do you see kind of coming through? Because there's, there's, there's big big names in here. Because here's the crazy thing. Yeah, I, I named you the top eight seeds, but that didn't even include Muguruza.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah, and Mugu is in there, and she's you know like I said, she's getting it done. I would definitely give her a, a nice edge because she's coming off of that upset uh well i shouldn't say upset but that beating that uh, osaka came back on her and, and and gave her so you know she's got a little 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 you know little something something to prove um but then you've got azarenka as well who's like you know what y'all y'all caught me not ready because i was having to be quarantined and I, and I didn't get my game right before the australian <laughs> but you watch out y'all I might be back here. So there's a whole bunch of folks that you got to watch out for. Sabalinka, of course, will hopefully get back to her winning ways. And that's the
2: matchup Sabalinka right. versus Muguruza. Woo! Fire! Fire, kids! Fire! That's going yes. to be good. Um I just want to answer Mitchell's question. He said was Anna Samova supposed to be playing in Doha? It's so funny that I had to think for a second who Anna Samova was. <laughs> but anyway, uh, if she was supposed to play, maybe she had to qualify and didn't make it in? I don't know. She's not in the main draw, so um yeah, I don't yeah. know what I don't know what to tell you, Mitchell.
1: Not not quite sure. Yeah. I mean, we-
2: honestly, she might have had to no, she
1: her ranking should be high enough. High. No, oh,
2: yeah, so. she's high enough. Cause remember she's in the top 56.
1: Right, right.
2: Uh so yeah, I I I don't know. So since we know who the Anna Samova stan is, uh Mitchell uh Oh, he said <laughs> all good. I just googled <laughs> her and she she with uh drew with an, with an injury.
1: Yeah. And so, yes, Paul, I I did not <laughs> say Rabakin just yet. She got she to get off the JV squad first. So we're going to see what she got.
2: But she's in this tournament. so yes, she is. So I don't know. I don't even know what to say because any of these people could come through. Svitolina, Rabakina, Azarenka, Sabalenka, <laughs> Muguruza, Sakari, Benchich. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who by the way in the first round tomorrow Benchich gets Madison Keys. So
1: <laughs> I'm still holding out hope for Madison Keys, y'all. I'm mm-hmm. holding out hope. We're going to see what she brings. She might come out the gate swinging. We're going to see.
2: Well, she'll be able to tour the Middle East a little bit this week. She'll have some extra time over there. Uh, maybe she and Jim Brady can get together and, and, and go kick it. You're so evil. But, but really, and you got Pliskova and Kvitova and mm-hmm. Angelique Kerber trying to still hold out for one last stand. And Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't This even... is
1: a good tournament, bro. It's a really good tournament.
2: Right, right. I can't. I I can't even tell you. So I'm going to be watching this one with a lot of interest. I I agree. <laughs> now, you <laughs> kind of have see Nick being crazy out there. Now, something <laughs> that I did want to bring to to your guys' attention is that. Normally, we don't talk about the doubles, but in Doha, we have very interesting implications in the doubles as it relates to this whole Olympics team selection process. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that currently, to automatically get on the double squad in Olympics, you have to be in the top 10. And Nicole Melikar is currently number 11. Bethany Maddox-Sands is currently number 22. Um, and number 10 is this Canadian named Gabriella Dabrowski. And so Nicole Melikar and her partner, Demi Shores, are the number two seeds, and and they will potentially meet Bethany Maddox-Sands in the second round. So she has an opportunity to extend her lead mm-hmm. on Bethany Maddox-Sands. I really don't see Maddox-Sands catching up 11 spots on uh, Nicole Melikar, But Nicole also will have an opportunity, potentially, to play Dabrowski in the semifinals. And that is who she needs to catch to get into the top 10 to guarantee her spot on the Olympics team. So uh, just something to kind of keep, you know, you don't have to keep a good eye on it, but, you know, (laughs) just something to continue to watch because it definitely has team Olympic team selection implications. Right, right,
1: yeah. I mean, these next few months before the Olympics will be very. Because you said they have to make final selections by the French, right?
2: Uh, they will make their selections based upon the rankings after the French Open.
1: After, after the French Open, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, folks better put in work if they want to if they want to be on the Olympic squad.
2: Right. That's all I'm saying. And just reminder, Nicole Melikar is a friend of the show, so we yes, team Melikar. So we're, we're hoping that she uh, she pulls this through. That's right. So Isaac, do you have any other comments before we bring some people up to to talk about what's going on?
1: No, I'm actually very interested to hear because we have had a very active uh, chat going on here, and I am <laughs> loving the interaction. I love you guys. So yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to hear some folks and what they're thinking for sure.
2: All right, so anyone out there wanting to come up, send me a, uh, a request to speak, and let's let's get you up here. <laughs> let's see who's the first one. Don't make me have to start uh, picking y'all.
1: Oh, uh, Miles. Miles is saying he'll let other folks talk tonight. All
2: right, Miles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: Dwayne is like Courtney wants to share her take on golf. Yeah, Courtney, yeah, come
1: Courtney, come on up here because we need to understand a little bit more about that one because I'm I'm even intrigued on that. <laughs> don't be shy now. You know we ain't gonna we ain't, we, we don't we you know do you no harm. <laughs> <laughs> we just give you a little side eye. That's all right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you don't have anything to say this
0: week. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I was trying to get up here. Okay, <laughs> these gems, these gems are confusing me. I couldn't. I, couldn't...
2: <laughs> I, I got I, still. Somebody needs to show how I, I've been wanting to get some gems, but everything I press doesn't create a gem.
0: <laughs> yeah, um... it was it was confusing me. Now listen, Cor- Courtney, listen. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, now wait I just want to talk about Rotterdam but real quick we just have to give Courtney her props because she stood alone on that hill for the finals of the men's final of the Australian and she stood alone on that and stuck to her guns and said y'all everybody's talking about Med- Medvedev he hasn't won it nothing mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, no right. re- there's no reason to think Djokovic won't do what Djokovic does on that right. court for that tournament. And she was right. So, That's right. So uh, I invite Courtney up in that sense. Like <laughs> I really want to hear what you have to say about Coco because that I, I hear what you're saying, but I also like the speed at which Coco is developing. She's not going to Capriati out. She's not going to you know uh, what's the and she's not going to Andrea Jaeger out. Koko is Coco <laughs> developing at the pace that she should develop. I think, you know, she is 16 years old. What, did she turn 17 yet? She's 16. Not March. yet March. Not, not yet. Come so, up. You know, she's she, she's she's. Yeah, of course, of course, she needs to shore up some things. So, I, I, Courtney, you know, anytime you feel like it, I would love to hear what you think as well. But I was I was talking <laughs> about Rotterdam. Is Rotterdam was Rotterdam always indoor hardcourt, or did it used to be clay? Was it always? That I don't know. I I think it's been indoor. I think indoor hardcore. Okay, okay, okay. I was just checking because because when you all were talking about it, I couldn't remember, and you all were so sure about Medvedev and I was thinking with all these clay court guys. And so then I looked, and I said, oh, it's hard. That's why everybody's pretty feeling pretty good oh, yeah. about Danny. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. they it, okay, okay. yeah, were Clayton. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's why I was like, for a second, I had to go look. But I think uh, this tournament, like y'all said, it's stacked. I think uh, let's not sleep on Senego to make, mm-hmm. like, the quarters or something, maybe. Let's not sleep on, uh, you know, Bjorn, Bjorn Achorich has been a little – he hasn't been doing what he needs to be doing, so he might – you know, th- these are those type of tournaments where people sneak in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I agree yeah. with you.
2: And it's funny because I think with Medvedev, because I think he's probably feeling a certain kind of way, the way Djokovic treated him in that Australian <laughs> Open final. Yeah. That, that if if he can... So first of all, he gets a Serbian, my JV guy, Lovic, in, in the first round. And right. do. Dujon, you know I love you, dude. You, 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 my, you, my guy. But me too. You go. You just gonna have to take this one for your country. Yeah, uh, Medvedev is gonna put them things on you, and Medvedev, I think, wants to at least walk a- away with that number two ranking after this tournament. So and listen, what did what did we say,
0: Bryce, uh, at the Australian? When Medvedev has some kind of motivation in front of him, a mission. Whether yep. it be whether it be Rublev is across the net from me, he's my little brother. I want to make this quick and painless. I have a motivation. Whether it be Sitsipas, I can't stand him. I, <laughs> right. you know, I, I have I have a motivation. You heard what he was saying at the trophy presentation after the men's final. He's like, oh, I remember when I was ten years old. I hit with joy. He was so nice to me. I didn't know. I didn't know, said such, I didn't know such all that. Man. He's Me such either. a nice person. I, I just love Novak. He's such a nice guy. Well, no wonder you be, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can't go not, out there nope. with that attitude. Right.
2: I did not know he had that kind of admiration and those feelings for him. And Me telling neither. the And telling the story, it makes sense. I mean, I yep. get it, but I just did not know that that existed. But because Novak treated him the way he did, Lavich. You know, he can just decide to go shopping in Rotterdam for the rest <laughs> of the week or whatever, because yeah. it's it's not going to be pretty.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know who I'm interested in seeing? Uh, because he's on his home court and he's supposed to be like what that Alcaraz kid is to Spain. This Van de Sanschlup teenager is mm. supposed to be the future, and he's at home. And I want to see. You know, he might take out. Bo- Born of torch, and I'd love to just see his game with Medvedev. He won't beat him, mm-hmm. but I want to see those two games, right? Right. right to see right. where this teenager to see, you know, he's coming up out of the juniors. Definitely. A lot of hype around him. Netherlands ain't had nobody since Robin hasa and that still ain't nobody. I guess since <laughs> Prycheck. I guess since Prycheck. I guess maybe since Prycheck. right? Yeah. Right. Um boy mm. all these matches though man I think Bublik might take out Zverev cuz Zverev don't get up for these tournaments anymore. Right. Um
2: And by the way if you haven't noticed Zverev has gotten like crazy active on social media recently uh tagging all sorts of other players and laughing and joking junk- He looks like he's kind of distracted to me.
0: He ain't at practice yeah the way he's right. Um I think GoFan and John Leonard Striff talk about two opposite type of styles. I really, mm-hmm. and GoFan's coming off to win. This tournament is stacked. It's, it's, it's stacked. It is. And, it you is. Know what? and you know what? If Rublev don't come in firing, Giron is the guy who will beat you if you're coming in like, oh, I didn't practice or I didn't. See, you know, I no, just... Paul, stop. Stop. No, 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 <laughs> stop. I, no. I said if Rublev comes in not playing stop. his game. Because, no. because <laughs> don't don't try.
2: He already on my JV squad, and I already He's on and I already and I already feel bad about the beating he about to take. Uh, don't don't try Y'all to give me funny. any kind of motivation, like there's even any sort of chance that he may somehow. What,
0: all I'm saying is, if the player like like we saw what Giron did to Berrettini when Berrettini came in moping and not playing, Giron is just he takes advantage. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah Rublev. You, has you're any not gonna of... get that from Rublev, though. Paul. Yeah. Rublev, yeah, true. Rublev, he's, Rublev so, he's so he's so laser focused. He doesn't exactly. Show up yeah.
2: And and, and one more thing oh, yeah. didn't didn't Giron have like two hip surgeries? So what? I think yeah, he had. He part of the reason why he was off the tour because he had two hip surgeries. Yep. Oh, you so, mean
0: back before he has come right. back. Right.
2: Right, right. Right. So yeah. I, I I, think, you know, there's going to be some vibranium check in there as well. <laughs>
0: <Less> <laughs> no. though. But his, 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 his professionalism and his fitness, I think because of those surgeries, maybe, you know, yeah. I, I, Rublev is going to give him a maybe he might even give him a whole biscuit. <laughs> but but Derone will he will fight and he will he will present himself uh yeah, he's well. gonna yeah. give a
1: good showing. Yeah, I,
0: and I, I agree. I really like him. I really yeah. like the guy. I, I'm yeah, looking yeah. for Sity Paws and Hercock. I'm looking for that second round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see what happens there. Uh yeah, this you, tournament is great. What
2: do you think about that uh Varvenka Hatchinoff
0: match? <sighs> uh Stan plays plays well indoors, and uh, I think Hachinov is still uh, in pain over Karatsev. <laughs> I, I think that still bothers him. I think it still bothers him that he's not in the top three conversation. I think his ranking is still higher than Karatsev, of course, but I think people are talking about that performance still within the circles of the Russian men's, you know, locker room or the Russian right. men's, you know. So, uh, and even Zverev is talking about, you know, he Russian too. You know, Pop's mm-hmm. Russian too. You know, they all rushing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. <laughs> uh, so, is... I, think, I, think, I think Stan can jump on him. Stan does well at Rotterdam. He's won it a few times, I think. Well, let, let me ask your opinion
2: on this. And this is, Isaac, obviously for you as well. So, we got the news today that Roger Federer will not be playing Miami. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. And, you know, although I, I, I would have loved to have seen him there, I can understand if he's going to be playing Doha, and then the next week he's going to be playing Dubai, right. that he wouldn't want to then jump in for a third week playing Miami. Uh,
0: and besides, yep. it's in the United States. So, anyway. I think that's Mirka. America. <laughs> Mirka's like, we ain't going there unless <laughs> we're not here. Right? That's America and them kids, and she's and, and 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 Roger is not a he he doesn't uh he doesn't play games like if mm-hmm. he's not ready, right? He's not, he's not doing it. Right. And and we all know
2: that the goal ain't to win, come back and win the Miami Miami Open.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly.
2: Right. So I mean, you know, that's 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 that. But I was nonetheless, I was disappointed because apparently everybody gonna be in Miami. And... Oh yeah!
0: Oh yeah! Isner going to Miami?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so wrong. And, That's so... Hey Courtney, you think? Ooh. What you think Isner going to do in Miami, Courtney? Lord <laughs> <have> mercy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so crazy. Oh boy!
2: So oh, man. Well, well, anyway, we have kind of come to our time. We have our regular after show on IG Live kicking off here in a few minutes. So we want to go ahead and wrap this up. Paul, thanks for coming up and sharing your thoughts. It seems like we're on the same page um, with a lot of this. But join us over on, on IG Live because we've got some other stuff to talk about <laughs> over there. Um, and once again, just want to remind our, our listeners, if you're listening to this on podcast download locker room if you have an apple product right now come on join us you can come up engage with us uh talk to us about your thoughts of what's going on in the crazy world of professional tennis uh we will be back here next week but before we go we want to make a special announcement uh later i think this weekend i think this weekend coming up We will be releasing our 100th episode as Brothers on Tennis, and it is a very, very special episode. It is a tribute to the great Althea Gibson, so it's one that you absolutely do not want to miss. Isaac, anything you want to say to our, our followers about making it to 100 episodes?
1: Ooh, kids, it's been a minute. <laughs> but you know
2: what? We're trying to
1: put in the work. We're trying to put in the effort. And uh, we just appreciate everyone out there for your support and listening to, you know, us two crazy brothers and, and our love for this sport. So thanks for, for, for supporting and, and getting us to 100. And hopefully we'll see many more hundreds
2: after. Absolutely. So... Thanks everyone for tuning in. Look for that 100th episode this weekend and if you're on here live, come join us over on Instagram live where we're going to continue the conversation. Uh, so for this week that's it that's been this has been your boy Bryce and this is your boy Isaac and we are brothers on tennis. Everyone have a wonderful and safe week.